On March 11, 2011, the world was about to witness an unprecedented disaster that would shake Japan to its core. The earth trembled with a terrifying 9.0 magnitude earthquake, ripping through the peaceful coastal regions. The ground cracked open, swallowing entire communities and reducing once vibrant cities to rubble. As the trembling subsided, a monstrous wall of water, a tsunami of unimaginable proportions, rose from the depths of the sea. Towering over 40 meters high, it crashed upon the shoreline with a deafening roar, obliterating everything in its path. The force of the tsunami was so immense that it surged inland, relentlessly swallowing up to 10 kilometers of the devastated landscape. Amidst this chaos, a silent and deadly menace was emerging. Three nuclear reactors at the Fukushima Daiichi power plant, already strained by the earthquake and tsunami, were pushed to the brink. The Level 7 meltdowns were an apocalyptic nightmare come to life, as radioactive material spewed into the atmosphere, contaminating the land, sea, and air. The aftermath of this catastrophic trifecta was utterly devastating. The human toll was unimaginable, with over 25,000 lives lost, others missing, and countless injured. The world watched in horror as the true extent of the calamity unfolded before their eyes. In response to this unparalleled crisis, the international community rallied together. Governments, non-governmental organizations, corporations, and individuals from around the globe joined forces, marshalling relief teams, supplies, and donations. Their goal was to alleviate the suffering of the survivors and aid in the daunting task of recovery. The impact on the Japanese economy was profound. The destruction was staggering, with 125,000 buildings damaged and economic costs estimated to reach a staggering 16.9 trillion yen. The automotive industry, a pillar of the Japanese economy, was hit hard. Approximately 80% of Japanese automotive plants ceased production in the wake of the disaster. The remaining plants operated well below capacity, struggling to cope with the overwhelming challenges they faced. Welcome to Date My Supplier, the Supplier Relationship Management SRM podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of building successful partnerships with suppliers. I'm your host, Rachel Morgan, and in today's episode, we'll be exploring a critical aspect of SRM, risk management as a key objective. Risk management plays a vital role in ensuring the resilience and sustainability of your supplier relationships. By effectively managing risks, you can safeguard your supply chain, mitigate potential disruptions, and maintain a competitive edge in today's dynamic business landscape. As outlined in the SRM handbook, Date My Supplier, risk management should be an integral part of your SRM strategy. It involves identifying, analyzing, and mitigating risks associated with your suppliers, their operations, and the wider market environment. In this episode, we'll dive into the various facets of risk management in SRM. We'll explore how to proactively identify and assess risks, establish effective risk mitigation strategies, and build robust contingency plans to address potential disruptions. Automotive giants such as Toyota, Honda, and Nissan, which had relied heavily on exporting their Japanese production to foreign markets, found themselves reeling. The ripple effect of the disaster extended far beyond Japan's borders, impacting markets worldwide. The once thriving industry suffered a massive blow, 
with production plummeting nearly 60% in March and April of 2011 compared to the previous year. It would take months before production levels showed signs of recovery, with the year culminating in a 9% decrease compared to pre-disaster levels. However, despite the severity of the situation, Nissan had anticipated such risks and had contingency plans in place. The company's foresight and proactive measures allowed it to better withstand the shocks and navigate the tumultuous aftermath. This demonstrated the importance of comprehensive supply risk management and the value of contingency planning. Contingency planning, a crucial aspect of supply risk management, involves developing strategies to mitigate disruptions in the supply chain and ensure business continuity. It encompasses various measures such as identifying alternative sources of supply, stockpiling critical supplies, and implementing robust plans to manage supply chain disruptions. These plans are designed to address unexpected events, such as natural disasters or other unforeseen circumstances. The 2011 earthquake and tsunami in Japan serve as poignant examples of the need for effective contingency planning. The significant disruptions in the supply of auto parts caused production delays and shutdowns, highlighting the vulnerability of global supply chains to unforeseen disasters. The impact of the disaster on Japanese production reverberated throughout the global supply chain, causing a shortage of products in export markets. The reliance on Japanese components in overseas production became evident, as only 70% to 80% of the production components were sourced locally, with the remaining 20% coming from Japan. As a result, factories and firms worldwide felt the ripple effects of the disrupted Japanese supply base. Major automotive manufacturers like Toyota, Honda, and Nissan, which heavily depended on Japanese suppliers, were profoundly affected by the catastrophe. Nissan in particular suffered damage to six of its production facilities, and approximately 50 critical suppliers were impaired, further exacerbating the challenges. Nissan's supply chain philosophy diverges from the tightly controlled approach of the Toyota production system, TPS, and instead emphasizes flexibility. While TPS focuses on lean supply chain management, Nissan opted for a regional and decentralized supply chain structure. However, during times of crises that affected global operations, strong central control and coordination were imposed. Flexibility and integration of diverse perspectives were highly valued cultural attributes at Nissan. The company embraced diversity by having corporate officers from various nationalities, many of whom possessed extensive experience in overseas operations. Nissan believed that this diversity brought strength to managing their large global operation. The executive team's first-hand understanding of the unique constraints and opportunities in each market was considered invaluable. In addition to flexibility, Nissan maintained a simplified product line compared to its competitors. The company followed a build-to-stock strategy for a select few stock-keeping units, SKUs, in each model, while employing a build-to-order strategy for the rest. This approach not only streamlined operations and product offerings, but also contributed to a significant increase in sales. Nissan's risk management philosophy emphasizes early identification and analysis of risks, followed by planning and rapid implementation of countermeasures. The company established a dedicated risk management function responsible for these activities. An executive-level committee was formed to make decisions on corporate risks, appointing risk owners to manage specific risks, and regularly reporting progress to the board of directors. Each division was empowered to take preventive measures to minimize the realization and impact of risks that did not require corporate coordination. 
Nissan's focus on flexibility and simplified product lines can be attributed to its history of overcoming crises. In 1999, the company faced impending bankruptcy and was rescued by Renault, which implemented a revitalized management team led by Carlos Gosen. The sense of crisis that emerged during that period still permeates the organization. This crisis mentality proved crucial in Nissan's recovery from subsequent challenges such as the 2007-2008 global liquidity crisis, the Great Japan earthquake, and the Thai floods in 2011. Nissan's supply chain philosophy revolves around vigilance, extreme responsiveness, and single-point responsibility. The supply chain management organization takes on the responsibility of keeping the production plants running, instilling confidence and decisiveness, particularly in times of disaster recovery. The company's risk management approach and attitudes were shaped by its past challenges. In 1999, Nissan faced severe financial difficulties that were resolved through an alliance with Renault. This alliance led to a shift in mindset, forcing Nissan to confront entrenched practices and biases and take proactive action to ensure its survival and long-term success. To maintain continuous readiness, Nissan engaged in activities, such as ongoing seismic reinforcement of facilities, improvement of business continuity planning, BCP, and disaster simulation training. Well in advance of the 2011 earthquake, Nissan had an earthquake emergency response plan in place, which prioritized human life, prevention of follow-on disasters, rapid recovery, business continuity, and support for the community, companies, and government. The plan included a global disaster headquarters responsible for gathering and distributing information on employee safety, facility damage, and business continuity planning for Nissan and its suppliers. As part of the emergency response plan, Nissan conducted earthquake simulation training to test and enhance the effectiveness of the organization and its contingency plan. This training aimed to ensure the company's preparedness and ability to respond effectively in the event of a disaster. In the aftermath of the earthquake and tsunami, Nissan promptly executed its emergency response plan, adhering to the principles outlined in the earthquake emergency response plan. The Global Disaster Control Headquarters, led by the chief operating officer, was convened immediately to assess the impact on operations and oversee the restoration of activities. Nissan established a recovery committee to coordinate global recovery actions with a specific focus on optimizing the entire supply chain. The impact of the disaster was felt across all regions where Nissan operated. The company's manufacturing operations were spread globally, and disruptions in the supply structure in Japan quickly rippled through the entire supply chain worldwide. To mitigate the impact, Nissan implemented countermeasures in every region where it conducted business. In Europe, for example, where Nissan had production bases in the United Kingdom, Spain, and Russia, immediate steps were taken to ensure the availability of necessary parts. The European regional team worked closely with the Japan side, sharing information about the status of parts supply sourced from Japan and promptly reflecting these updates in the regional supply chain. The level of depth and accuracy in information sharing was remarkable, allowing for constant updates to the regional production forecast. This enabled the alignment of production calendars with the conditions in the Japanese production sites. The Recovery Committee emphasized a few key practices in coordinating Nissan's response to the disaster. These practices, though simple, held significant meaning in managing the company's recovery efforts. 
The committee prioritized open and efficient communication, ensuring that accurate information was shared between regions. This allowed for swift adjustments and decision-making based on real-time updates. Additionally, the committee focused on coordination and collaboration among teams across different regions, fostering a sense of unity and shared responsibility. Nissan implemented several strategies to effectively allocate supplies, manage production, and empower swift action within the organization. Given the capacity constraints resulting from the disaster, the allocation of component parts became crucial. Nissan brought together sales, marketing, and regional supply chain management functions to globally allocate supplies, with a focus on prioritizing highest margin goods. For example, the supply of integrated global positioning system, GPS units, was limited, so Nissan identified which car models had customer demand for integrated GPS and allocated resources accordingly. Lower-end models that didn't have high margins or strong customer demand for GPS were not prioritized for allocation. This allocation process was completed within two weeks of the earthquake and continually updated as the supply situation became clearer. To effectively manage production, Nissan took targeted measures to slow down their production lines. Management closely monitored in-stock and in-transit inventory within their network and adjusted production levels upstream and downstream of anticipated bottlenecks. By doing so, they were able to decrease costly overtime for operations expected to face bottlenecks. Management also strategically adjusted vacation time, pulling it into April and May to free up capacity later in the summer, when bottlenecks were projected to have cleared. This allowed Nissan to utilize the time gained from in-transit inventory to identify and implement supply alternatives. They also secured air freight out of Japan to expedite critical parts delivery and mitigate the reduction of in-transit stocks. Nissan emphasized rapid and flexible action, empowering management to make decisions in the field without lengthy central analysis. To speed up decision-making related to recovery, the company modified its delegation of authority rules for a limited period. Decisions were iterated upon as new information emerged, allowing for course corrections if needed. The company's disaster response simulations, regularly conducted prior to the disaster, proved valuable in guiding their actions. By envisioning a range of potential situations and preparing for them, Nissan was able to take prompt actions when the time came. The Global Disaster Control Headquarters was launched just 15 minutes after the earthquake occurred, enabling immediate assessment of damage, overseeing restoration efforts, and ensuring employee safety. This emphasis on localization was part of Nissan's broader long-term strategy to achieve a better balance between manufacturing, sourcing, and sales. By aligning production with regional markets, the company aimed to enhance its resilience to external disruptions and maintain a competitive edge in the global automotive industry. In addition to the localization strategy, Nissan set ambitious targets to decrease its reliance on Japanese-made components in its foreign factories. The company aimed to reduce the number of components imported from Japan to North America by 50% by the end of the fiscal year 2013. This objective reflected Nissan's commitment to diversifying its supply chain and reducing vulnerabilities caused by concentrated dependencies on specific regions. Nissan's response to the March 11th disaster was built upon strategies and plans that were already in place prior to the event. One of these strategies was the localization strategy, which aimed to align the manufacturing and sourcing footprint with the sales footprint. 
This strategy was initiated in response to the financial crisis that began in 2008, with the primary goals of reducing volatility caused by currency fluctuations, particularly the appreciating yen, and reducing costs. Localization efforts focused on increasing the production of Nissan cars in the Americas. In January 2012, Nissan announced its plan to raise the level of localized production in the region from approximately 70% to 90%, by 2015. By localizing production, Nissan aimed to reduce its dependence on foreign sources and mitigate the impact of currency fluctuations, ensuring a more stable and cost-effective manufacturing process. According to Joseph Peter, Nissan's chief financial officer, the company recognized the need to better understand critical dependencies within its supply chain beyond the first tier of suppliers. The lessons learned from the earthquake disaster prompted Nissan to modify its purchasing process to strengthen its business continuity plan at the parts level, particularly for critical components. The goal was to mitigate potential risks stemming from supply chain concentration beyond the Tier 1 level, ensuring a more resilient and robust supply network. By diversifying its component sourcing and enhancing its business continuity plan, Nissan aimed to minimize the impact of supply disruptions and enhance its ability to respond effectively to unforeseen events. Nissan realized the necessity of developing a more robust supply chain and comprehensive risk management framework. This entailed strengthening the collaboration and coordination with suppliers throughout the entire supply chain, ensuring that they too had effective BCPs in place. By addressing vulnerabilities and dependencies within the supply chain, Nissan aimed to make its business more sustainable and resilient in the face of future disruptions. The company recognized that a fundamental shift was needed in supply chain practices to ensure long-term sustainability. It highlighted the importance of proactive risk management, robust contingency planning, and the development of a comprehensive supply chain that could withstand and recover from unforeseen events. The changes implemented by Nissan in response to the disaster were evolutionary in nature, representing continuous improvements and refinements in their sourcing strategy. While the company had made progress in enhancing its preparedness, Nissan recognized the need for further efforts to strengthen its resilience for future disasters. Nissan's COO Toshiyuki Shiga acknowledged that many challenges still lay ahead. Some parts suppliers were still in the process of restoring their operations, highlighting the need for rehabilitation within the supply chain. The experience gained from the disaster underscored the importance of having an actionable business continuity plan, BCP, that extended to all suppliers, including those in the second and third tiers. In summary, while the changes implemented by Nissan were evolutionary, the company acknowledged the need for further improvements to its sourcing strategy and supply chain resilience. The focus on developing a more robust supply chain comprehensive risk management, and extending the BCP to all suppliers represented Nissan's commitment to making its business more sustainable and better prepared for future challenges. As a result of the capacity constraints in the aftermath of the disaster, Nissan recognized the critical need to allocate component parts effectively. To address this challenge, the sales, marketing, and regional supply chain management functions collaborated to globally allocate supplies, with a focus on prioritizing highest margin goods. For instance, the supply of integrated global positioning system, GPS units, was constrained due to the disaster. Nissan conducted an analysis to identify which car models had customer demands for integrated GPS and allocated resources accordingly. 
In this process, low-end models, which had lower profit margins, and customers who were willing to purchase them without integrated GPS, did not receive the allocation of available GPS units. This allocation process was completed within two weeks of the earthquake, and it was continually updated as the supply situation became clearer. The goal was to ensure that the available resources were allocated to the models that generated the highest margins and aligned with customer demands. To manage production effectively, Nissan implemented targeted measures to slow down their production lines. Management closely monitored the in-stock and in-transit inventory within their network and adjusted production levels upstream and downstream of anticipated bottlenecks. By doing so, the company could ramp down production in operations that were expected to face bottlenecks, reducing costly overtime. In addition, management strategically pulled vacation time into April and May, freeing up capacity later in the summer when upstream bottlenecks were projected to have cleared. This allowed for a more balanced utilization of resources and optimized production schedules. Nissan's approach to managing production considered the in-stock and in-transit inventory, as well as the projected bottlenecks, to ensure a smooth flow of operations while minimizing disruptions and cost overruns. The allocation of supplies and targeted production management demonstrated Nissan's proactive and strategic response to the capacity constraints caused by the disaster. By prioritizing highest margin goods and implementing targeted production adjustments, Nissan aimed to optimize resource utilization and maintain business continuity during a challenging period. Nissan emphasized rapid and flexible action throughout the recovery phase. Management was empowered to make decisions in the field without the need for lengthy analysis from a central authority. To expedite the decision-making process regarding recovery-related issues, the company temporarily modified its delegation of authority rules. This allowed for quicker responses and adjustments based on emerging information. Decisions were iterated upon as new data and circumstances arose, enabling the company to course-correct if necessary. Nissan's chief operating officer, Toshiyuki Shiga, highlighted the value of the disaster response simulations regularly conducted by the company. These simulations involved envisioning various potential scenarios that could arise from a major disaster and preparing appropriate responses. By doing so, Nissan was able to promptly take action when the actual disaster occurred. During the recovery process, Nissan utilized the time gained from having in-transit inventory to explore and implement alternative supply options. For instance, the lead time for ocean transport from Japan to the west coast of the United States took around 15 days, with an additional five days required to move materials to plants in Tennessee and Mississippi. This provided a window of up to 20 days for management to identify and secure alternative supplies of critical components. Additionally, Nissan arranged for air freight out of Japan to expedite the delivery of critical parts, mitigating the reduction of in-transit stocks. Shiga emphasized the importance of making speedy decisions during times of crisis, taking into account the latest information on employee safety and the extent of damage caused. Nissan's immediate response to the earthquake included the establishment of the Global Disaster Control Headquarters just 15 minutes after the earthquake occurred. The team swiftly gathered and assessed the damage while overseeing restoration efforts at various facilities. Nissan's response to the March 11th disaster was built upon strategies and plans that were already in place prior to the event. One of these strategies was the localization strategy, which aimed to align the manufacturing and sourcing footprint with the sales footprint. 
This strategy was initiated in response to the financial crisis that began in 2008, with the primary goals of reducing volatility caused by currency fluctuations, particularly the appreciating yen, and reducing costs. Localization efforts focused on increasing the production of Nissan cars in the Americas. In January 2012, Nissan announced its plan to raise the level of localized production in the region from approximately 70% to 90% by 2015. By localizing production, Nissan aimed to reduce its dependence on foreign sources and mitigate the impact of currency fluctuations, ensuring a more stable and cost-effective manufacturing process. This emphasis on localization was part of Nissan's broader long-term strategy to achieve a better balance between manufacturing, sourcing, and sales. By aligning production with regional markets, the company aimed to enhance its resilience to external disruptions and maintain a competitive edge in the global automotive industry. In addition to the localization strategy, Nissan set ambitious targets to decrease its reliance on Japanese-made components in its foreign factories. The company aimed to reduce the number of components imported from Japan to North America by 50% by the end of the fiscal year 2013. This objective reflected Nissan's commitment to diversifying its supply chain and reducing vulnerabilities caused by concentrated dependencies on specific regions. According to Joseph Peter, Nissan's chief financial officer, the company recognized the need to better understand critical dependencies within its supply chain beyond the first tier of suppliers. The lessons learned from the earthquake disaster prompted Nissan to modify its purchasing process to strengthen its business continuity plan at the parts level, particularly for critical components. The goal was to mitigate potential risks stemming from supply chain concentration beyond the Tier 1 level, ensuring a more resilient and robust supply network. By diversifying its component sourcing and enhancing its business continuity plan, Nissan aimed to minimize the impact of supply disruptions and enhance its ability to respond effectively to unforeseen events. These proactive measures were part of the company's ongoing efforts to optimize its supply chain, mitigate risks, and strengthen its long-term competitiveness. The changes implemented by Nissan in response to the disaster were evolutionary in nature, representing continuous improvements and refinements in their sourcing strategy. While the company had made progress in enhancing its preparedness, Nissan recognized the need for further efforts to strengthen its resilience for future disasters. Nissan's COO, Toshiyuki Shiga, acknowledged that many challenges still lay ahead. Some parts suppliers were still in the process of restoring their operations, highlighting the need for rehabilitation within the supply chain. The experience gained from the disaster underscored the importance of having an actionable business continuity plan, BCP, that extended to all suppliers, including those in the second and third tiers. Nissan realized the necessity of developing a more robust supply chain and comprehensive risk management framework. This entailed strengthening the collaboration and coordination with suppliers throughout the entire supply chain, ensuring that they too had effective BCPs in place. By addressing vulnerabilities and dependencies within the supply chain, Nissan aimed to make its business more sustainable and resilient in the face of future disruptions. The company recognized that a fundamental shift was needed in supply chain practices to ensure long-term sustainability. It highlighted the importance of proactive risk management, robust contingency planning, and the development of a comprehensive supply chain that could withstand and recover from unforeseen events.
Join us next time as we continue our exploration of Nissan's supply risk management and provide in-depth review and discussion of the tools and techniques used by Nissan and how you can also apply them at work or in your business, from assessing risk to scenario planning. That's next time on the official SRM podcast, Date My Supplier. This podcast was created and produced by Simba, the author of the SRM handbook, Date My Supplier, and presented by me, Rachel Morgan. Our editing, sound design, and mixing by Eleven Studios. Stay tuned for the next episode of Date My Supplier, where we unravel more tales from the intriguing world of supplier relationship management. Get your copy of Date My Supplier, the SRM handbook on Amazon and take a lot. The links are in the description.